Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quart is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Birth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, thank you to the great Dennis Committee and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is Channel 7 guru, former West Coast Eagle and Perth Football Club President Adrian Barrich. A very excited Perth Football Club President Adrian Barrich. Yes, I am. Are you talking about because of the big final? I am Saturday. talking about the Perth Colts. Yeah, the mighty Colts. We finished on top and we're playing Claremont. It's a rematch. We played them in round 20 and we tied with them. It was a draw. And we played them earlier in the year and they nearly pinged us at the end, but we beat them. We finished on top. So, What time's the game? Where is it? It's uh, 9 o'clock at Leaderville Oval. And who from who should we look out for, mate? Who well, are the stars our, of the future? On our side, we've got Aidan O'Driscoll, yep. Nathan's younger brother, uh, Emma's younger brother. Emma, how good was Emma in the AFLW? Very good, we should yeah. talk about AFLW. We will. That was a fantastic derby. And the girl from uh, from uh, from the Eagles who won the medal, sensational. Ella Roberts. Oh, mate, how good she She's going to be an absolute star. And the Dockers have got some great stars too. But, yeah, so you obviously Aidan O'Driscoll. There's Cohen Livingston who's in the ruck, who's Chance Bateman's nephew. I think I mentioned this. And an Eagles in the academy. NGA, yeah. yeah. Uh, Oscar Hindbaston, Eagles NGA. Uh, Elijah Scoble. Actually, I, did, I posted something on Facebook because some of the matchup is quite intriguing in this game, in that um, uh, some of the people that are involved with the Claremont Footy Club and some of the people that are also involved with the Perth Footy Club, it's going to be an absolute uh, who's who, you'd probably have to say. Like, um, so uh, there's a kid called Hamish Davis, uh, who I reckon is going to be the next Daniel Curtin. So next year's draft, he's, yep. he's with, so he's a Claremont player. We've got O'Driscoll, of course, and I mentioned Elijah Scoble. There's a Van Royen, so younger. Van Royen's younger brother. Mm-hmm. So he'll be going Is up. Is he, uh, where's he play, key forward? Or yeah, a, key yeah. forward. And he go, so he'll be going up against our key back, Elijah Scoble, who's on the AFL uh, list as well. Um, then there's a Dempster Park versus Bailey Banfield. Caleb Dempster Park is probably one of our best midfielders. He's going up against Drew Banfield's son. <laughs> okay. Then one of the uh, Eagles board members, Nicole Moody, her son is playing and he'll be playing up against um, a Cashard and we had Adrian Cashard playing for us. That's his son. It's just across the board, you can go through all the lines. Um, Logan McDonald's brother. So his younger brother, he's also playing so as well. So punters, get down there, oh, support, massive, support massive. the Waffles, support the Colts, and have a look at the future of the AFL. Yeah, well, I reckon we'll probably have three to four drafted, and I'm, I'm sure they'll be in the same boat. Obviously, their main dude, Daniel Curtin, is playing in the league team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's actually played up, up, and he's looking quite good, actually. He's So we're talking top ten easily, aren't we? Possibly, for, for da- low, yeah, for Curtin? Daniel Curtin. Yeah, yeah. Very much on the Eagles' radar. He's he's very he's clubs. very cool under pressure. Fantastic guy, great family. I'm just 
I'm just laughing that we're the only people not talking about um, John Farnham today. Did you know that? <laughs> what is going on there? Well, he's Man, lent his, he'd lent the song to The Voice, which is fine. You can do what you like. They didn't get any money for it either. No, well, you know, people are entitled to their Why opinion as well. Why are they putting well, the boots in him so much? The bloke's not had a rough 12 months. And you know what I'll say is... No one's done more in times of crisis than um, mm. John Farnham and also Glenn Wheatley when he was alive. They did a lot. They rolled up the sleeves when it's when drought, um, when we had droughts, when we had yep, you know yep. all sorts of fundraising. They they rolled up their sleeves. So get off his case. Don't you're you're allowed to disagree, and that's fine. But just be respectful in your disagreement. That's all I urge. I mean, I this, know why are they this doing referendum, that? Referendum. I don't understand it's, that. It's a referendum, Barra. So you can vote no, and you can vote yes. But let's respect each other's ability to do that. We, but he, it I know he had to shut his own like social media he page. He did because he was getting abuse yep. from his own people. So we've got but, a little bit political there, so let's move on. Say, people saying that they're getting rid of their CDs and all that. Oh, please! Do they realise they've already paid for him, so he's already got that yeah. money? No, they're. Sorry, but that's just... And who the hell's got CDs anyway? <laughs> Seriously, have you got any I CDs? Threw, actually, I actually threw all my CD collection out when I moved five years ago. And you know what? At the time, it really hurt because I thought, oh, my God, should I just take these down and donate them? Or anyway, or do I get a dollar each for them or something? But you know what? About an hour later... I felt Went so got them. no liberating. Oh, did you? Because on Spotify you and what have you, you don't you really head need. down there and get them. However, what I did was I <laughs> kept my collector's item ones. So that was a Billy Thorpe and the Aztec series. <laughs> but my pride and joy is all my Neil Young stuff. I'm just such oh, a Neil Young fan. So I love I've, Neil Young. I've got all of that. Michael so. Brennan and I, we absolutely love Neil yeah, Young. love him. Mate, did you, here's our segue. Did you throw out your Kiss uh, CDs? Oh, <laughs> You know what? Because apparently what? I've heard, I've heard this. Oh, they are fantastic. <laughs> I'll get that right out. So the only bloke in Australia more happier than Gil McLaughlin about Kiss now, coming Andrew to Dillon's the one who's the fan. <laughs> Is he? The yeah, fan? yeah. And he's incoming CEO. <laughs> so if you haven't heard, ladies and gentlemen. Kiss is going to do the pre-match entertainment after Crowded House pulled out. They've they've lobbed. They've lobbed the biggest American band of all time. Just about. To the not, not well. They're well, the but biggest theatrical American band. But they're band so synonymous with America. Oh, they are. They're I mean, they're American. They and, are. And how old are they? Yeah, they're getting on. Well, I can tell you how old they are, Barra. This will give it away. First, can I just say firstly. But you're a massive fan, well, right? I, yeah. Well, yeah. It's been my long contention, and I've said this many times. I think we should only have Australian artists performing at the grand final. It's a great case for us to showcase our talent. Ah. But there's so much Australian. So now you're being tested. No, no, no. But if you're Except going to have for... an American, if you're going to have an American band, and they do every year, Robbie Williams obviously last year, Huge. British, and it was good. But Kiss transcends it. I can't believe it's people are saying it's Meatloaf 2.0. We had it in the paper today. Mate, this band has been filling stadiums and performing in front of hundreds of thousands for five decades. Come on, how much do you love Kiss? Admit it. 1980, Barra. So mm -hmm. in, ba in about 77, 78 when I discovered them, I at home I would put the makeup on with a oh. mate of mine <laughs> and sing all the stuff into a ruler. I would. How old were you? 10 or something. Yeah, yeah. And then in 1980, Where'd you get I was the a little bit older. black makeup A little from? bit older in 1984, and I'd stop putting the makeup on. I borrowed mum's mascara. Uh, <laughs> I went to a concert at, it was my first big stadium concert, 1980, VFL Park, Waverley. Oh, yeah. Which was just around the corner from where I grew mm -hmm. up. And I've got to tell you, I was just Oh, I was so excited. What are they going to look like? I can't believe I'm going to see them. They rolled out on stage. I cried. Oh. <laughs> I did. I cried. What? 
and they were it's not Jimmy Barnes. So good. <laughs> And Gene Simmons, he used to, he's like spews up this fake blood, right? He chews on the <laughs> fake blood capsules they use in the movies and, you know, that's part of this devil act. Anyway, at the end, they, they wiped it down and the roadie threw the towel out into the crowd and I jumped onto it and all these people were tearing bits off. I got a little corner of it with the, <laughs> the fake blood on it. And, you, and if you ask my brother, he used to have to walk past my bedroom and there was this bit of fake blood on it. <laughs> Taped to my door with all my memorabilia. Oh, Are you making this up? No, I'm not Where making it up, mate. This is gold. Well, it was fantastic. Oh, well, were you, you, so are you going to the GF then? You'll no, have to I'm be not. Going. No, You're no, not even going. No, I don't think so at this stage. No, I'm not. But you Why know not? what? They'll have to play I Was Made For Love and You. Mate, I'll, I'll ring Anthony and I'll say, mate, do you don't realise what you're dealing with here. The greatest <laughs> Kiss fan in Australia. Well, he I'm, has to be there. Yeah. Mate, you've got to get over there. Yeah. Or right, I'll test you out then. For... What are they going to do? Four or five songs, you reckon? Oh, three, three. I reckon. I reckon. Three. I, reckon uh, I was made for loving you. Would be so, the. So I'll start you. With... Remember the start nice of little drum solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, and, I uh, think that's a rude There was term. a bit of a um, anthem, Beth, which was a lovely, lovely oh, they're, song. They're not going to do the ballad. No, I know. They're, they're, they're not, not going to do the ballad. ballad. I reckon those three, they'll definitely roll out. You reckon Love Gun? They're not, Love Gun's not going to get... You mates. know what Love Gun is, right? What? That's not getting a... Ch- uh, on TV oh, during on. the morning. It's just a, a dude who lots of, has got lots of love about him. Mate, that's all it, it is, It comes mate. on... So the game starts Don't at 2.10. destroy 10. my childhood memories. So the, the end, pre-match entertainment will be, what, one thirty? It's too early. You can't have Love Gun at 1.30. They'll be performing at night, no doubt, when the, with the premiers, I would assume. That'll be a bit different. Afterwards. Well, as they do. Invited to well, when, you know, you know, Collingwood when they do, or Melbourne. No, no, they do it on the G when they have the parade of champions at the end of the game. And you remember Jack Rewald mm. up there with the Killers? Who's going to get up there with Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley? And Ace Freely. Mate, they'll be in bed by then. They're 74. Did you, oh, you realise Gene up. Simmons is 74? Yeah, no, they're getting on. I know <laughs> mate, they are, mate. Staying I just late. told you, I saw him in 1980. And <laughs> they looked old then. Did he have a tongue extension, by the way? Oh, there was all that rumours going around that he'd had the fork cut into his tongue and all that. And, of course, as kids, you believe it. He's got a long tongue. But can I just say that, you know, get off the... If, if if you have to have an international act, I think oh, they're fantastic. I think go. it's a great choice. Hey, I'll tell you one thing yep. before we move on. Yep. The... Um, I'll admit it, I was a Kiss fan, all right? So I was okay. a Kiss fan. Favourite song? And obviously the two we've spoken mm-hmm. about, but I actually bought the Kiss pinball machine at one stage. Did you? I had the Kiss pinball Remember the Kiss oh, pinball machine? I used machine? to play it at the local milk bar or deli yeah. over here, milk bar back in Victoria. I used to love playing it, yeah. I had a bloke who used to have a – Mal Atwell Amusements and all that, used to have a lot, they used to have a lot of stuff like that. You bought it and had, took it home? Yeah, it was oh, – mate, you're right. Playboy and the – it was a Playboy oh, one. Stop, stop it. <laughs> mate, I would have beaten you. I was the best. Oh, I don't know, mate. mate. I spent so much money in those You know that who wrote Pinball Wizard after me? You know that. <laughs> are you blind, are you? That was very hey, good. When I was, uh, when I was growing up, we used to go to Bondi a lot for holidays, mm-hmm. Bondi, and then Bondi Tram, you know, Bondi Beach. Yes, and there I used did. to be a milk bar there, and I just lived in the milk bar, never went to the beach, the pennies, and just yeah. beat all the local kids. Well, that's the thing now. They're just on their kids are on their phones. In our day, Barrett, we were on the pennies. You'd go to the pennies with you'd get as many mm. twenty cent pieces as you could muster. Did you crack it? Did you crack it many times? Oh, the crack the top score. Yeah. Oh yeah, when it went bang. 
Oh, yeah. And what like, was the local... You got a free game. Yeah, you did, did. And what was the... Lo- and you used to get... Uh, what did they used to call it when you used to get a free game and the numbers used to match the last two numbers? I sucked it. You sucked it. <laughs> oh, that's what, not what I was expecting. Yeah, no, that's what we'd say. You sucked it. <laughs> and you'd get a free game. It must yeah. be a Victorian yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about the finals? Man, I was just looking at it today. So that the one Thursday night, so the one this Thursday yep. night, monstrous. Yes. Collingwood, Melbourne, they're almost... Almost like it's a the oldest. The and oldest. I reckon they would have sold it out twice, and they're probably right. But they're 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 old rivals, aren't oh, they? Oh yeah. The biggest rivalry is probably Carlton Collingwood, still, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what? What we could have Channel Seven. We could have. And I'm not just talking from Channel Seven, but from everyone's point of view, we could have two of the biggest games of all time back to back on weekends. So Carlton. Uh, sorry, Melbourne versus Collingwood. Yep. Collingwood loses that. Carlton wins their game. Then we have Carlton-Collingwood. Can you imagine how big that would be at yep. the G yep. the following weekend? Yep. That will just be – that'll be – That will outsell that. Mate, that could almost be too big. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, in Victor- you tell, you're Victorian. Tell people Carl- Carlton-Collingwood elimination final. What would that be Well, like? I was there in 79 and 81 – when Collingwood Carlton played in the grand final, and they and particularly '79 when Wayne Harms, you know, famously tapped yep, the ball out yep, of the mound. Yep, still talked about. You still you couldn't hear the siren because of the noise, so you didn't really know, and the players didn't really know either. Uh, and you saw the players raise their hands in victory, and you knew the siren had gone. So, it, and being a non, didn't have any skin in the game with those two teams, but it was so thrilling to be there and to watch it all happen. So, yeah, absolutely. And it, Carlton haven't played finals since what twenty thirteen. That's when they snuck in when Essendon got the bullet, they did. wasn't it? Yeah, they did. You know, I had a look at their team. Let me tell you their team twenty thirteen mm-hmm. team Carlton, and they didn't make the finals. They had Andrew Walker, good player, Mark Murphy. Good player. Bryce Gibbs. Yeah. Good player. C. Judd, heard of him? Yeah, I've heard of him. He was in there. Cade Simpson. The uh, co-cup. Oh, no, he's presenting the Norm Smith this year. Robbie, Congratulations Robbie Warnock, West Australian boy. Mitch Robinson was playing from them. Chris Yarren from WA was in the team. Good player. Brock McLean. Eddie Betts. Good player, Brock McLean. Eddie Betts. Yeah, great player. Lockie Henderson. Uh, Dennis Armfield, he's from WA. Heath Scotland, he was no mug. Jared Waite, how good was he? Ed Kerner, Jeff Garlett, no mug, Levi Casbolt. How did they not play finals anyway? Yeah, well, they got there. That's a fair team. By default, it? really, let's be honest. But and not then by they got default beat, this they year. They get beaten by Sydney straight up. I think they did, didn't they? Uh, yeah. In the first final? I thought they won the first final. Or did they final? win the first final? Stretching my memory. Um, congratulations to Chris Judd, and, uh, who will present the Norm Smith, and congratulations to Mark Bomber-Thompson, who's got his life back on track. Uh, and he'll be pre- presenting the Jock McCall medal for the Premiership coach. Well done to them. Now, Barra. Hang on, fo- Tomo got, Tomo's doing the – is he? Yeah. Really? Mm. Wow. That's a real redemption story, isn't it? Yeah, it's, he's, he's got himself back uh, on track. With, so was a fantastic bloke and Juddy's was really do- good to deal with Mark Thompson and obviously a very decorated player and coach, and he's had that obviously turmoil in his life and mm. got himself straight, so all the best to him. Let's I'd hope say. he doesn't hang out with Kiss too much. He'd be sweet. They'll be having cups of tea, mate. A bit like the Rolling Stones. See the Rolling Stones to bring you a new album. Yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon about that? How many years? 15 years or something after? Like, good. It's great. Anyway, sorry. Can we just digress? What was Juddy doing? Sorry, I missed that. He's doing the Norm Smith, I think. Yeah. So I reckon Cuzzy, maybe, next year. And, yeah. So so if Thompson's got the redemption story, you know, Bomber, 
because he must be There's next. your mention. There's your one mention. There it is. Tick it off. Um, so skull. how do you feel now coming out of this weekend uh, with the bye before the finals, Barra? Oh, now, I've heard that it's absolutely 100% being moved. Good. And and I've always thought, and I think. Oh, please. Have you have you wanted it before the grand final? Though? Absolutely. I've always, always wanted, before the grand final. You know why I've wanted it there as well? Because the waffle can then have their grand final that weekend and have clear air. Not only that, Barra, you could have back-to-back state grand finals and have a marathon. You could mm. have one after the other and you get the clear air, your sponsors get exposure on a national level, and I'd watch those, but the other opportunity... So what, what are you saying? So South Australia I'm as saying well? all the grand finals at state level are played in the grand fi- the bye weekend before the AFL grand yeah, final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I'm also saying we should launch the AFLW that weekend. Mm-hmm. So it is two, three weeks extent, uh, later, which means you're playing in summer at the tail end. However, because I just reckon it was great to have clear air, mm-hmm. but the next four weeks, let's be honest, it's going to get lost in the AFL finals. I don't like that. So I'm saying if you could start at pre-final by, yes, you cop the AFL grand final weekend, but you just have to live with that. And then beyond that, at least you get clear air. And when you get towards the really hot part of December, you can play night games. Well, do you want the women to have their own – so just wait till the men are finished? No, because then you're extending it too long into the heat of summer. So they've done all their stats, all their research indicates it's too hard on their bodies to play in the heat of summer. It's a hard game, mate, to play. It's a winter yeah, sport. Yeah, fair enough. No, I understand so, that. But, it's but all, I'm just thinking yeah. that, you, that sort of defeats the purpose of the waffle and sample getting clear air, Not really, because you could you – could, well, it is, mate, because the Derby would have been on this weekend. Mm. That weekend, the Derby will be in Perth up against the grand final of the Waffle. Wouldn't you be slitting each other's throats? Yeah, I'm not really going to – I think there's a way you could work it around it so you have games – Change the days Yeah, or yeah. So, but anyway, um, and the other – obviously the other argument is that you're going to get two weeks, you're going to get the, you know, the first week of awards so everyone can go to them. You're going to have – Injured and concussed players um, yep, able to exactly. possibly play, but your best, the, the the biggest thing is the the best. The two two teams have qualified for the biggest game of the year. Get to be as cherry, cherry ripe, ripe as they possibly can at that time of year. Is that the only time you use the expression cherry ripe? Oh no, use it Things all the like time. That. No, no, no. <laughs> There'll be cherry. Ripe. Oh, everyone's cherry ripe in the preseason. So you've got a nick. You got a little niggle. You get time to recover. Yep. You've got concussion. You get time to recover. I think your point about having all the awards that week would be great. First so, week. So and everybody the can week's... come to Melbourne and do the Brownlow and get fully involved and all that sort of stuff. And people who say – All Australian. Yeah, and if people – then you get that out of the way week one, mm. and each day you can have a different one. Everyone can go. Can yeah. even have a few drinks, even if you're in the GF. That's, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're probably not Well, going you wouldn't have too could. many drinks, you but yeah, you'd but have one or two. One or two later. A glass of champagne no, Not that you should be drinking anyway, but – uh, but, you know, to me it makes perfect sense. I hope you're right, Barra. I hope you're right and that they do move it. Uh, over the weekend I did a bit of radio and it's inundated with calls. You're moonlighting on me, mate. What's no, no, it's all above board. Mate, uh, I didn't hear about it. Well, you do radio. You're getting a sling you for You do that. radio. <laughs> you do radio. Uh, yeah, I've been so doing it for 20 years. Yeah, well, sorry, but... Uh, <laughs> do you get a sling for that? They pay well at the oh, ABC? Yeah. Is oh, it they, the ABC? It's, it's a modest remuneration, but it's good. Is that with Clint? Uh, it is. Great, great demon, operator. Great demon man. Give, give uh, Wheelie a mention, Clint Wilden, one of the great broadcasters. So yeah. Great good luck demon to the man series. too, more he importantly. He's a great demon man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we were um, inundated with call. Everyone's supportive of the pre-grand final buy. Barely a mention mm. of uh, support for the pre-finals uh, buy. And it is a momentum stopper in terms of the AFL. I reckon two teams that would be pretty happy, though, would be Collingwood and Melbourne because you've got 
a few injuries and they're able to sort of work through them. I mean, just with the pre-finals mm. by. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne, by the way, just a bit of news there. Nick Dacos won't be playing. Mm-hmm. There was talk. He did some uh, – began running again uh, this week and was – Sprinting, and they thought, gee, hang on, he might. But they've said, no, Craig McRae's ruled him out. And it looks like Bailey Fritch is going to play. He's the moon boot is off, and so, so important to Melbourne. So, a couple of good stories there. Uh, well, not so much for Nick, but Darcy Moore comes back in too. Yeah. So, yeah. And Melbourne has got actually got a few injuries, haven't they? Yeah. Melksham. So, and what, what was your thoughts on the Eagles' best and fairest? I think we're all. Uh, forecast Tim Kelly winning it. I think he's a great winner, has had a very, very good year. Yeah. Uh, and I think Oscar Allen as the runner-up. I don't think anyone's got too many issues there. I think the most intriguing one for me, though, was that um, Bailey Williams wasn't in the top five. And that Shannon Hearn beat Bailey Williams with 13 games. So their system, the Eagles system, is zero to three. So you can award someone. Every player gets an, a, a vote and you can get zero, one, two or three. Yeah. And, it, and at the end Hang of the so, so, but how do you get zero if you if you've played? Well, this this year's a lot of zeros, I reckon. Yeah, but so you, if but everyone gets one, so you can't. No, get, you get zero. Oh, if you've played Shizen, oh, okay. you get zero. A lot of zeros this year. Okay, and the five <laughs> members of the match committee, including Coach Adam Simpson, vote on that. Have the vote, and yeah. the, so the Frio, by the way, which is Tuesday week, I think the Doyle so panel. fifteen votes you can get each round. Yep. If you if you're BOG, you get fifteen votes. Yep. Okay, and so obviously Tim Kelly got a few of those, but. Yeah, it was a little bit, a little bit strange that um, Bailey Williams didn't get up over Shannon Hearn because Bailey Williams played more games, so you're yep. naturally going to get more votes, isn't he? Yep. I tell you what, I was a bit like I'm not want to get fired up about it, but Kane Corns, I know his go now is, is to, to hot smash take, anyone. That hot takes the court, aren't they? And he's pinched it from America. You got to have so, to say something, and he's got lots of avenues to do it. He starts on morning radio and then he rolls into the next Booparama thing and all the rest of it just keeps going. But having a crack at the Eagles for, was it a gap that Gaff was in the top 10 and that... I was uh, surprised by that, to be honest. Yeah. and But did he look at... I just... Did he know how the scoring goes? That's If you Gaff played how many games? He played 17 or 21 know, or something. ask him. Yeah. yeah so he did play a lot of If footy. you play a lot of games, you're going to get a lot of votes. Yeah. And what, who did he think was going to win it? Jason Horn Francis? I don't think he was dis- – no, he didn't dispute Tim Kelly or Oscar Aaron. He said they were very deserved one and two. After yeah, that, he wanted he said, Horn Francis third, I thought reckon. it was a poor top ten. And look, but Tim- but what, what did he think was going to happen? They had a shocking year. Yeah, Most of their great players were not playing. And w- if, if, I guess Shannon Hearn snuck in there. That was a bit of a surprise, maybe over Bailey, Bailey Williams. But Shannon Hearn, quality player, he isn't is, he? Yes, yes. Won the Chris Mayne wearing a Best Team uh, Man award and the Emerging Talent, which is sort of like your best first-year player, was Ruben Jimby too. Uh, let's not forget yeah. that. Frio, by the way, is next Tuesday, Doig Medal, and they do a similar thing. Five um, members of the match committee, including coach Justin Longmuir, but they go zero to five. That's how they right. vote. Um, and I think Caleb Sarong wins that. So um, Sean Darcy. Probably from Luke Ryan and or, J- or Luke Jackson. Oh, yeah. uh, so Brayshaw and Young. So, so I think Sarong, Jackson, Ryan, Brayshaw, Young. I don't think I've missed anyone there. No, that's pretty good. I think they're my top five, but I'm – that's just off the top, that, man. Mate, that's very good. Aish is always very consistent too. Who he's a player. I feel like I, I don't give him enough. Darcy credit. will get a heap of votes. Darcy, when but he missed played. a bit of footy though. Yeah, yeah. Saw Darcy because they had this great send off for David Mundy. Yep. The, the great David Mundy. Mate, geez, they miss him. What a player. Yep. What, what? Just what a 
just what a person for footy, what a great person for their club. Speaks well too. I, I, pr- uh, I reckon he's, they made he's it. a real win for broadcasting too. Speaks really well. I love listening to him. That's on the opposite station yeah, to right, the mate. ABC. We're allowed to mention. You told Clint that. That's that's your competitor. That's all right. You're allowed to do that, are you? Yep. Better run past Clint, be, mate. I think you've got to be transparent in this industry, Barry. <laughs> oh, no, you don't, mate. Yeah. You've got to be Kane Corns and say crapola yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I can't believe how hard he goes. Honestly, what's he talking about our the West Coast Eagles, buddy? Club champion award. Anyway, I'd sort of I'd be saying to him, mate, mate, why are you talking about that? It's like us talking about, I don't know, something obscure about Port Adelaide. Now, before we get pilloried, mate. Hang let's, on, before you go yeah, on, okay. let's talk a bit more about the Dockers because okay. they do need to, to get some coverage. And then the AFLW. Um, if you uh, get Brody so, and you get Fife, I mean, they're two big additions. They're two big bodies in that midfield, right? So they, I'm just hoping that they can have really good – post and pre-seasons. Well, Brody's been playing. I saw him yeah. play for Peel. But he was been, probably their best player. He has missed a bit this year, though. So yeah. get through this. And, he, yeah, he played, was probably their best player at I the I still weekend, can't so. believe with 11 Dockers that Peel doesn't win, doesn't win now. Mm. I mean, East Romano, super team, unless they get upset by this investigation, I doubt it. But it looks like being, I mean, East Romano, Peel, and we find yep. them clashing this weekend, don't we, on the, the Sunday. Second semi, yeah. Down at Fremantle Oval. Yeah, it's looking... They're going to be hard to beat, Peel. Mate, that's, I reckon these – I think both Marsh brothers come in. I think um, Milan Murdoch might come back. The, the, the Sharks are actually going to get stronger. They're super, super team. Mm. Um, but the, it is amazing that 11 Dockers can't do the job. And when you look at the guys like Joel Hamling well, – they, they might. AFL Premiership player. Yeah, but they Well, might. they only just scraped in yeah. against Subi. Subi sort of fell apart. And you know where Subi fell apart – was there the lack ruck. of fitness? What about the ruck? Well, Zach Clark was pretty good, but not in the late, not last quarter he wasn't. Yeah, the week before, but yeah. this week he was pretty good. But the the problem is that the fitness, the professional nature of those eleven players, they're much fitter mm. and much stronger because they they're full time professional players. They do weights all the time. They they've done much more preseason, much more running. It is extraordinary that they don't actually dominate the competition. 11's a lot of players. And Will Brody was probably the best player, you mm. know what I mean? Travis Collier kicked goal of the year. Um, there's a lot, there was a lot going on in that waffle final. And it'll be very interesting to track now and see what happens. Um, we should mention the uh, AFLW. And it was an interesting weekend. Uh, I, I caught a fair bit of it. Higher scores... And I, you can just see a bit of the ball movement, quicker ball movement, Barry. Mate, it was see, terrific. The talent it? pathway is now meeting the competition, and we're starting to see some. And for anyone out Melbourne there who wants a... to criticise, do not compare it to the AFL. They are two completely different products. Enjoy it for what it is. And the, the, it's improving every year, year on year. Um, it was a fantastic derby. Unfortunately for West Coast, um, eight points to the bad and still uh, haven't been able to pull off a derby win. So six, they, they more, are Frio. The Eggs had more yeah, shots at goal yeah. and, and they were coming. And it was just so a bit the, of experience so the, in the end, wasn't it? closed the margin. I thought um, Emma O'Driscoll I thought was terrific. Um, she's really, really come on. when She's she's only played footy for about two weeks. So if you, once she works out exactly how it goes, she's just a super, super athlete. And I think we mentioned the girl who got best on ground. I saw the coaches vote. Ella Roberts. Ella Roberts got nine votes and Laura Pugh got nine for Fremantle. That Laura Pugh is a very, very good player. And they've got that Irish girl too. Um, is it, they say Anya? Anya Teague or Teague? Teague. Mate, she was super too. Emma Swanson, of course. Dana Hooker. Min Strom. 
that it was actually a very good game. It wasn't ideal conditions because it was at Fremantle Oval. You know how windy it gets down there. It was a bit cold. I went down with my sister and, uh, and my niece and it wasn't the perfect scenario, but I reckon the footy's improved out of sight. It has. No and question. Melbourne, Melbourne's clearly the team to beat. They seem to have retained their entire premiership team. They were just challenged early, weren't they? And then they went bang. bang. And uh, I just, yeah, they're impressive. Uh, Except at, for Darcy, they've lost. Watched the course, a man. bit of the well, watched all of the Hawthorne Essendon game, and unfortunately, we're zip two against our our fierce rivals. But um, yeah, lots to like about in that game as well. I thought it was a pretty entertaining weekend. And unfortunately, as I said, I think the next month it's difficult because the AFL finals are on and I just think it gets a bit lost. So we've got to work on that. But it's not an easy solution, by the way. It's hard because you don't want to play in the heat of summer, I'm telling you. I think what they've got to do too is play every team once. I I didn't realise that the season goes for 10 or 11 games. They don't play everyone. So Port Adelaide's got a heap of Dockers. A few of the Dockers stars went to Port Adelaide and they don't play the Dockers. So unless they meet them in the finals, they won't come up against their old play, old team. So I found that – I think that's a bit unfair. So they need to play every team once so you have a, a, a proper even comp. But you've got to stretch it out beyond 10 rounds, though, then. I mean, why, why can't well, it be – Well, they're talking about 17. But just speaking to Jan Cooper, who – we'll mention the WA Football Hall of Fame on Thursday, by the way. But Jan Cooper, congratulations to Jan. Had a good chat to her last week. What a wonderful uh, mm-hmm. human being and person in football. You know, she's – um, first father-daughter combo too, because John Cooper, of course, of Smart oh, District's yeah. fame, is in the in the WA Football Hall of Fame. But just talking to her, and she said, "Look, it's not. Let's not just assume that playing everyone, having a long season, is the right thing to do just yet." She said, "I'm not saying it's not, but we need to work through all this. It's not necessarily the right thing to do." Um, what did she mean? She by mentioned, that? well, just it's a long year. Maybe they're not ready yet. It's, it's a hu- the bodies aren't ready for that long year yet. For seventeen weeks. Yeah, and, and the other finals. thing um, she mentioned was that now um, the male coaching is getting the coaches. There's a lot of male coaching out there. Not just I'm talking not elite level. I'm talking juniors upwards, and great for them to be involved. But they haven't. A lot of them haven't quite worked out yet how to coach the women because they're different. And so they're getting there. They're learning the nuances of it. So that's also improving. And I think the, the talent pathway definitely is. You can see at the weekend, I love the fact that they got the footy and it was quick ball movement. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, they're trying to – it's not the the shorter kicks, obviously, and they're trying to set themselves up inside 50. So I thought it was a pretty entertaining weekend. No doubt. Well done, AFLW. And you're right, it gets swamped a bit now by the – that is, that is that is a flaw. Getting have one week and then get smacked for four weeks. You know what I mean? That, it is even on, even in the broadcasting. Where does it fit? You know, with every with, especially this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, Sunday. It's tricky, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, not ideal. Do the did did Jan have any ideas to where they should play? When they should play? Where's the better? She said to. Pretty much got it right now. Uh, so she, she's she was happy a, with it. Well, she was very big weeks. on can't play in the heat of summer, right? Because it's too taxing. And can you imagine yourself back in your day playing in January on a thirty-eight degree day, mate? Can you imagine that? Mm. Every week, that in, we used to do that in woolen yeah, but jumpers. Every week, though. I mean, I know. Remember the old woolen jumpers? Remember, remember when the they got wet? I couldn't believe you wear woolen, woolen jump. When I got over here, we're wearing woolen jumpers in the game. Me- so this remember is madness. Uh, when they got wet? Oh, yeah. But what about when it was 38 Wait degrees? another 10 kilo. You know how hot it was at Lath Lane yeah. wearing <laughs> black woolen jumpers? Oh. <laughs> home for the demons? Yeah. No I wonder you. we didn't win a lot. Jeepers. I've still got a woolen jumper or two at home. Oh, they were belters. I've got to go back to 
the Monday send-off. Mm-hmm. It was his testimonial, right? It was a fantastic Where'd day. Where'd they have that function? Ryan Dan- at the PCEC. Ryan Daniels hosted it, did a fantastic job, did some great interviews. Sean Darcy was there, still in a moon boot. Obviously, he's going to uh, re-sign He is soon. going to re-sign? Soon. Oh, that's good. Yeah, is so, that what he said? And probably to 2026, I reckon. Good. Which takes him out of the restricted free agency, but thrusts him right into free agency. Unrestricted so, free agent when he comes out of it. Yeah, now. so that's... So what's that? He's it's two two or three years more, but it's yeah. Well, that's all right. He's looking looking out for his future. Yeah, he's, he's committing to the, the club. I, I think he good. thinks they can win the flag. So that's that's the key. You know, you want to be part of that first premiership. I mean, I know Liam Henry doesn't, but he should do. He should come back and she should stay, but he probably won't. It'll be interesting to see where he comes in the BNF mm. in the Doig Medal. They had a good well. He'll be top ten, won't he? Yeah, but don't forget, slow first half, big second half. So mm. he won't pull much in the first half of the year. So I reckon he'd be yeah, maybe not top ten. It's the wrong. Around there, I reckon. Hey, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, yes. mate, was this goodbye to one of our favourite players. He's and Daniel Rich. Oh, Did, yes. You see Richie? Well, he's announced he'll retire at the end of the final series. So it would be great if he could somehow find his way back into oh, that team. Mate, and would that uh, be good? Because they're going to get two home games at the Gabba. So my anticipation is that they're going to play off in the grand final yeah. this year. Imagine if he snuck back in there for a, and pinched a, a premiership. Oh, be well, so he wouldn't good. pinch He's... one. It's been a 10, 15, 20 years of hard toil to get there. So it's not – but mm. I know what you're saying because yeah. he hasn't been in the side Because he's very for a while. unlikely to do yeah, it is what I mean. Right. But yeah. he could – a few injuries or whatever. He's 33. Uh, he, he broke down talking about to the team and uh, he had his son Xander there, came up and hugged him. He got a daughter, India. Gee, they wife, do all that well now, don't they? Yeah, his wife, Lauren. And um, be a huge emotional lift for the Lions if he came in, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? If he came into the team. Do you see the Marcus Adams stuff with Chris Fagan? Yeah. There's yeah. really touching stuff. They, they do, the yeah. coach started crying. Yeah. He was a fines master too, um, uh, Daniel Rich. So, you know, every yeah. club has a player who finds who both. Who yours at the Eagles? Um, McKenna. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, best ever. Best ever. <laughs> you know, like he'd come up with stuff that you didn't know that he knew about and he'd find you for it and basically spread the word as to what stupidity you've been up to. What was the worst thing you were fined for? I don't know about me, but I'll tell you, <laughs> are we allowed to tell old Eagles stories? Yeah, you Some can tell Some people get them, upset about old Eagles nah, stories. it's all right. Tell Is them. it all right to tell? Yes, tell Please, them. can you please email in if you like old Eagles stories? Yeah, just and let us know. if you don't like me, tell because I'll stop telling them. There's about a million of them. I was there. Don't for, tell them me. Just tell us why. <laughs> I've been there since 87. There's a lot to cover. But <laughs> it was two blokes, the two, the two best, oh, mate, Mark Zanotti. Yep. Remember? Oh, yeah. How would you describe Mark Zanotti? Uh, the wild man from Borneo. <laughs> Exactly. He was, he's still the same. Great man. He's a great. He's a, he was a Subi champion. Played for us. Went to Brisbane. Played for the Bears and the Lions. He's a legend up there. Still lives up there. Now sings and that. He's got a song going around at the moment. He's doing very well. And he's still in touch with all of us and Pios and Waterman and all that. But because he was worried about missing training once, this is no bull. Remember when Subi used to have a grass bank yeah. behind the goals there? Yeah. City end. Yeah. So he had a huge night. And somehow he'd arranged to uh, to get to the to to the club because training was on early Sunday morning nine o'clock, and he got a tent out of the back of his car, went and pitched it on the grass, no, and got into his footy gear, <laughs> so put all his footy training gear on, and went into the tent and then fell asleep and had told us boys on the first lap wake me up, <laughs> and <laughs> did it. So when we did the first did lap, did he do it? Zanuts, Zanuts, come on, mate, and he wandered out of the tent. Is that right? <laughs> 
with the boots he on won, and everything. He wonder why he got let go <laughs> to Brisbane. <laughs> Can you imagine? And the other bloke used to Was do the that. Coach, did the coach see the tent pitched up? No, there? he didn't, mate. No, thank God, because you know the coaches don't come out till later. They yeah. let you do the warm up. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't walking too straight. What did the coach say later on? Gee, someone's pitched a tent up there. <laughs> What's going on with that little tent? Uh, and the other, the other bloke, because the philosophy at the West Coast, the overall overriding philosophy, and I think it sort of brought us unstuck down the track. And we, this is a deep, deep conversation we can have later on. But was you could do whatever you like, basically off the field, but as long as you turned up for training and trained well and played well, you know what I mean? It was that. You understand that philosophy, don't you? I do. It was you? different back in the day, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which was pretty crazy, you know. So you could have a massive night, but as long as you trained well or turned up or as long as you played well on the weekend, that did bring us unstuck later on. But Maney used to, um, a couple of occasions I got to training and he would he would have, I don't know how he got to the club, but he would get to the club around the Subi and drive around the back there and sleep in his car just so he wouldn't miss training. And he'd have a, he'd have a note on his car, say, wake, wake up, boys, when you get in. The things you do to sort oh, of yeah. not miss training. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. early morning well, Sunday training a, is bloody hard. It shows a bit of professionalism. Yeah, exactly. You know, a, so, uh, in a weird sort of way. Probably not because <laughs> you're out the night before. But in a hey, weird... let me ask you something. Yes. 2009, right? Yep. What um, You know, we're talking about Daniel Ridge. Yes. He Obviously, he was all Australian 2021. Yep. Did you know that? Yep. So the, the end came quick, didn't it? You know, you know that thing like when you you know when you're playing footy. Once you get to the edge of the cliff, mate, it comes quickly. You know, and you, and you you think you're on the slide, and then you wake up the next day you've slid. That's basically how it happens, isn't it? Once you start thinking about it, they reckon you're gone. You're gone, ski. So he won the NAB Rising Star mm-hmm. in 2009. Okay, can you name any other blokes? Um, 2009. It's a long way back, you know. Oh, I'll just give you the bloke. Me here. So he won. He won 45 votes easily. Easily the best. Right? So this is for the NAB Rising Star? Yeah, NAB Rising Star 2009. Second was Andy Otten. Yeah. Remember him? 30 votes from Adelaide. Tate Pierce, Essendon, 28. So they were the top was three. Was Pendlebury in that group? No, but a couple of other big names yeah. were. In fourth spot, Dane Beams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He only had 10 votes. Stephen Hill. Okay. Uh-huh. So fair, it's a fair number, number of good players there. Callum Ward, Bulldogs, Giants, nine votes. And in seventh spot, still going around. Patrick Dangerfield, four mm. votes. So he just Is never know, did he? Dangerfield's first year didn't win the Rising Star. No, he must have. Uh, Mightn't have played a lot. Maybe twice. Maybe he was in for it that twice. Was when you he was know, in sometimes Adelaide, it twice yeah, in Adelaide. So Richie beat all those blokes. He was a great. I can't believe he's going to fall at the last hurdle. But anyway, let's hope. Who knows? Now, Farrah, it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Thank you to Thirsty Camel, and we'll be giving away a 10-pack of Woodstock Bourbon and Cola. That's 4.8% alcohol. Very nice drop. Thank you again to Thirsty Camel. Please send your mail into quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. Keep them short, and please provide all your details there. Um, G'day, lads. Just checked out of rehab. To write this email after an acute case of footy withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great to see some past WA greats fill some key roles to help get the Eagles back on track? Here are some suggestions, Barra. Mm-hmm. I'm writing down. Anger management classes. Carl Langdon. <laughs> Dietitians. He's Scott. mellowed. Yeah, he has. He hasn't he? Barry. He's singing a lot now. Do you know that? He's Barra. a very good singer. Yeah, I've heard him. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Let's just call it good. Now remind I me. I love Barry. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not bloody Liberace. But 
mate, I've got a great Langdon story. I'm, allowed to, I'm not allowed to tell any more old eagle no, stories. The funniest so, old eagle story of all time later on with Langdon. Um, dietitian Scotty Cummings. <laughs> Halftime spray Roger Kerr. <laughs> End of game press conference. You know where Roger Kerr is? Yeah. Winging that, his way to London for Sam's 30th. Good on him. Mate, in first class. Good on the him. Gu- he, he's unbel- Roger Kerr is an absolute enigma. I've met so many blokes in footy that are just enigmas, like, you know, Cuzzy and Mania. Mate, he's, a, he's right up there with his family and what he's been able to do. Uh, end of game press conference, Mel Brown. <laughs> of course, renowned for that. Set shots, goals from 30 metres out straight in front, Peter Sumich. And it's got love Sumer, but he gives as good as he gets. A runner. I crack a mention. He wants me, Glenn Quatermain. Really? Do you think you could carry more than one drink bottle at a time, though, with uh, your small hands? I probably couldn't. I to think Cuzzy would be the They're runner. They're big drink it? bottles now. Cuzzy can be the runner. <laughs> and end of season training camp, Don Pike. Yeah, that's right. Love the show. Cheers. That's from Craig from City Beach. Thank you, Craig. That's very funny. I haven't had the courage to talk to Pikey and ask him about the um, when they staunched. Who were they playing and they got beaten in their grand final when they got flogged? Adelaide? Who'd they, who, who beat them that year? Uh, uh, Richmond, wasn't it? Yeah, Richmond. Yeah. That's right. Remember And remember they staunched them? They had that, they'd been to that mine camp. Well, they went it, to the Gold Coast. Gold uh, Coast yeah, camp. Yeah, famous but, Gold Coast camp. No, 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 but this is before that. This is, remember in the final season, they all oh, stood there. the Power there, Rangers the, stance. They had the power oh, sort yeah. of stance. That was they, uh, yeah, leadership matters. Do you, do you know matters. what staunching is? You know, like a, a, you look at someone, you give them like, oh, we can kill you, mate. Like, you know what I mean? Through That's your eyes. Nice, Barry. <laughs> you look Sorry, quite mate. fierce then. <laughs> Sorry, mate. If you well, only, well, you've got mate. it on camera. You wouldn't see that. <laughs> But the, Very intimidating. Um, but he, uh, he, I haven't asked him about that staunching thing because, you know, if you're going to staunch someone, you have to actually deliver. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got tested and got smashed. Now, can I just mention something? This, this last email, of course, mentioned um, – uh, oh, actually, yeah, just checked out a rehab. So the great Dick Manning, member of the Subiaco 73 Premiership side. Oh, yeah. Um, brother of Ernie, our, yeah. our racing rider yeah, yeah. at the West Australian. I played a little bit of footy with Dick uh, for two years when I first arrived in Perth. I played for Bull Creek Leaming. Anyway, Dick now, you know what he's doing? He's swanning. Is he still around? Three or f- yeah, yeah. yeah. Three, the last three or four years he's made his way to the Caribbean and he is just going from island to island hopping around the Caribbean uh, bars, doing a bit of exercise, just living it, uh, the great life. He'd and be I, in his se- late seventies, yeah, he? he's looking good. No, yeah. no, not that old. Anyway, <laughs> he's um, sorry to anyone who's in their late seventies. Gene um, Simmons. He um, so he posted something on social media the other day, and it's this big sign that says rehab. And when you pan out on it, it's a pub on um, in Antigua Bay. Wow. Called rehab. So, so if you're going to the Caribbean. He said, I've got a message. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? Oh, either or, depending on where you're from. If you're going to the West, is the West Indies? Yes. If you're going there, look him up, Dick Manning. Do. And, uh, but the, he said, message to my family, I'm going into rehab. And then he showed the pub ah. called Rehab. And he said, I might be in rehab for a while. I thought it was very funny. I wonder anyway. where you were going with that. No. So that Subi team of 73, was that Austin Robinson as it well? It was. Yeah, right. It was. Who else? Brian Sirikowski. Yeah. Um, the great. Um, Reggie. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, who used to deliver it, didn't he, to um, yeah, Zira? Yeah. Um, who else was there? Um, they had a big reunion, didn't they? they Burton? Did. Was Burton there? Yes, he Peter was. Peter Burton? Yeah, no. Spider's dad, was it? Uh, Peter, I don't know if he was at the reunion, but he was certainly in that side. Um, he passed away recently. Yes, yeah. he did. May he rest in peace. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, 
High Quarters in Barra. This week to launch the finals, all games should be night finals, Thursday to Sunday. The broadcast audience is the biggest stakeholder in the game. I'm sorry I'm not familiar with that term, the AFL. That's from Michelle. That's our friend, Michelle. Um, well, there is some contention over the Thursday night game because Melbourne Collingwood, because the country, people from country Victoria can't get to the game. But let's be honest, broadcasting is king. They can't get a ticket either. They, and Well, you know. <laughs> Sold out. Uh, g'day, In about fell- one second. This one from Chris. G'day, fellas. Just email- emailing about the biggest disappointment for AFL season 2023. And bear in mind, I am an Eagles fan. Kiss. Announcing Kiss as the AFL GF Entertainment. This is an absolutely horrendous decision by the AFL. Honestly, they need to get with the times. Can't they at least get a band who may be recognisable to more than a quarter of the fan base? None of the players were even born. Hell, their parents probably weren't even born when these guys were at their peak. This reeks of arrogance from the AFL, thinking they got who they want and having to find the only available band in Australia at the time. A bunch of face-painted fossils to play in front of a crowd who will have no idea who these weirdos are. Do better, (laughs) AFL. Cheers, Chris. Chris, entitled to your opinion, a bit harsh. But, but he's, he's, I love these guys. He's absolutely right, though, isn't he? It'll be, it'll feel no, like, he's not. It'll feel like the 1979. They group. will do a fantastic we, – we'll Mate, revisit this. Hang on, hang on. We will so revisit this, this? Tuesday right. after the grand final. We'll do our final podcast of the year to I'll wrap get... everything up. And I guarantee you, you will say to me – mark this down. You will say to me, Quarters, you were right. They were fantastic. Better than Robbie Williams. Mate, I'm tipping a meatloaf possibility. No, it's there's not. A def- there's a definite meatloaf no, possibility. Have you there. seen them live? Angry Anderson. He was be- all right. Lost his voice. Mate, he lost his earpiece. He I was there that day. I was sitting next to him on the on the Batmobile because I, w- I didn't play in that. Gr- so I went out to have a look at the entertainment. But Dee Costello and Lisa on the Yeah, well, I was talking to them. They were couldn't you, believe. Were you in the Batmobile? Yeah, sitting on the back of the Batmobile. Oh, yeah. Just before it did the big lap oh, right, of okay. in the Batmobile. But- I was going to say, I didn't see you out in the middle. No, I wasn't to, actually doing that. Imagine that. that. We're Costello, laughing our head off. Barrett. <laughs> yeah, and Angry Anderson, who couldn't hear a thing and was singing toe out of tune. It was unbelievable. It would have been like when I was singing with John Farnham <laughs> and the guy from Neighbours, and they didn't know who the hell I was <laughs> for good reason. I was waiting for the elephant to come out and do a lap. Like, On Arden Street. <laughs> yeah. But, mate, where are they going to go with their makeup, really? It's fine. What? what, it's, what you don't reckon they've been to... doing it for 50, 60 years? Yeah, but they years? don't sing in the middle of the day, mate. Ah, oh, it's all right, mate. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. And the sun's going to be on them. They're going to see all the wrinkles. They're going to look. There's ways. It's theatre, showbiz, mate. There'll the be ways around that. the walking stick. You know, oh, like... they won't have the walking stick. Well, they Jim Simmons, have you seen him? The big boots? Must get hot big out there. Big boobs? He has those big boots. You know, those huge, big serpent boots. I know. How does he walk on those? I don't know. He looks know. seven foot tall. I don't know. It'd be hard work. Mate, I, I the think big bass guitar shaped like an There's a big like an chance axe. that it could be a balls up. Okay. Well, you Mark my words. On the Tuesday after the GF, mm. I will sing I Was Made For Loving You from start to finish if they are no good. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I reckon they're going to be all right. Could Frio look to get Isaac Smith in for a season as a playing coach? Could help with the vacant wing position left by Henry Akers and train up the new crop coming through. Could also add the desperately needed classy kick into forward 50. Obviously a great talent and seems like he's still very capable at the top level. Loads of experience in premiership winning teams. Could be handy for Frio's young list. Cheers, fellas. Mazza Injiro. That's a fantastic email, Mazza. Unfortunately, uh, there you no know, absolutely zero chance because he's happily ensconced now in retirement. Um, I think he's got a rural property and just wants to just to fade off now and has had a great career, Isaac. And I think he saw the cliff coming mm. and probably thought, oh, I'm going to get ahead of it. 
Which Isaac were you talking about? I Isaac missed Smith. It. Yeah, see, but he, he would be a very good player. But he could go around another year. He had a, he had a pretty good season. Yeah. But I don't think he wants to. That's the point. He doesn't mm. want to shift his whole family and come over to WA and do all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you could – and I don't think but that's their, Luke, how old that's was not Luke the Hodge? demographic they're after either. And what about O'Driscoll? See, I'm a big fan of Nathan O'Driscoll, and I think he's he's the future on a wing. I mm. think he could be a real X factor from them, particularly in big games. There's something about Nathan. So so when Hodgie moved, how old was he? Yeah, to Brisbane. Uh, be, well, into his 30s. Yeah. And when, when Lewis went to Melbourne, how old Same. was he? Yeah. So it's not the silliest idea. Yeah, look, probably good for those clubs, but it was still a good move by Hawthorne, despite the fact that we hated it at the time, Hawthorne supporters, including mm. myself. But I don't know, mate. Okay, here's one. This got my stuck in my craw a bit, this one, Barrow, and I'm sure you'll dispute it as I will, but title to your opinion, Corey of Kingsley. Hi, guys. Does the West Australian and Channel 7 care about the waffle at all? Um, Friday's edition of the West did not have one article adversely about the Waffle Finals, 80-plus pages of nothing but a full eight-page wrap of the AFLW season. Nothing against girls' footy. It still doesn't matter who's playing and still good to watch. Why can't the West and Channel 7 put more efforts in promoting the Waffle competition? Well, thanks, Corey. You're entitled to your opinion, but you're wrong. Um, we absolutely promoted the Waffle. If you had a look at the game on Monday, we previewed that, and mm-hmm. if you looked at the game on Monday, there was a spread. Um Every week the, the the team does a great job. We have our Waffle Team of the Week and what have you. So, no, I can't agree with that. And as for seven, both games, the Waffle Finals, were broadcast at the weekend. Yeah, we did both games live. And, so, I'm um, not sure where that's coming from. And the from. AFLW was on seven, mate. So. And I think there have been times where the Waffle competition has really struggled and Channel 7 have stepped up to the plate. Now, I will. Obviously, I am an employee of the company, so uh, I've got to declare that, but... I think so Channel not, 7 has and the West Australian have done a lot to help the competition over the last decade, so I don't wear that at all. Yeah, and I'll have a, I'll stick up for you as well because on Saturday, I'm just looking here, Saturday 8.53, I was at my local cafe. I'd had um, pancakes. Yep. You know, the bit of... Yeah, was, what else do you have on your pancakes, mate? Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, See, there's a food email coming up. Is there? Anyway, I posted a, a picture of complimenting Mitch... Woodcock. Woodcock, Mitch Woodcock, who's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's had a bit of... To and fro with the media this year, of mm-hmm. course, in the public. And uh, great man, Splinters. To, to <laughs> he sit on the fence, does he? Yeah, that's it. Does he really? <laughs> Get going. <laughs> you like that, didn't you? <laughs> he was pretty happy with himself, Joshy. There, he po- it was two pages in the West on Saturday on the waffle. Um, the left hand page was the waffle team of the year, which I was very happy to see Jack Avery from the Perth Footy yep. Club in the back line there. Headline, Sharks dominate selection. And then on the right-hand side, Lions lock your shock. So they brought back Lockyer into the Subi team. He did very well. And so it's two full pages in Saturday's West. So the point is, um, entitled to your opinion, but you're wrong. Just got the wrong day. Friday probably could have put a little bit more in on Friday, but there was a lot on. Yeah, there's a lot on. You've got to give the AFLW something, some love. Yeah. Uh, high quarters and bearer. After listening and really enjoying the podcast for the last four years, I'm able to recite what the hosts do when hungry. When hungry? Yeah, quarters, dim sims. Yep, tick. Oh, yeah. Barra, hungry jacks. Whopper. Yep. Yep. Tick. Duff, abalone. Now, I know that's a tick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the uh, uh, off-season, he goes down south and Fishing. does the abalone. He goes yeah. out in the rocks, is he? Yeah. Does he really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Skeet, Nobu, of course, Mr. Silvertongue. Nobu? Oh, yeah, you know. Skeet. He can afford to go to our mate, our mate, mate. He loves. He loves it. Yeah, vouchers. Posh, vouchers. He loves a posh meal. Yeah, but he wouldn't be paying. 
He does a lot of work for Swan, uh, for Crown. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and Josh Gallup, our old producer, uh, Vietnamese rice paper rolls, because he often used to come in and eat them in front of us and we were hungry. Anyway, uh, there you go. Well, That's good listening. <laughs> <laughs> Would there ever be the game AFL podcast with quarters and Barra soiree? Maybe it could be a Sonat Lumiere event, or will it turn out to be all duck but no dinner? <laughs> it's from our mate Andrew, who's always very funny. Very clever. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, hey, lads, Mark, a.k.a. Dr. Handsome here from crocodile-infested Darwin. Come visit, question mark. Love to. Uh, quick question. We talk about players needing more media training, but if you listen to Justin Longmuir in just about every press conference, he uses the word arm in each answer to a question. Um, like you did. Could this be a reason for their <laughs> poor results under his tenure, among other? No. Kind of hear your thoughts. Lots of love from the man of love here amongst those green chomping animals. Mark, thanks for your email. Look, I think you're fine if you went through all the coaches. There'd be a few ums and ahs in there. Yeah. It's just one of those things that it's not his job. I mean, it is his job to, to sell the club, and but it's, it's his job to also to coach the team and to get wins. Yeah, that's, so I think he's pretty popular among his group. That's the primary thing, and it's how you deliver your message to your players. But I guess he's on seven once a week, and he does a press conference once a week. So, you know, it wouldn't harm to – because sometimes, you know, who are the great communicators? Buckley. McRae. McRae. Malthouse. Ross Lyon. Malthouse a communicator? I suppose so. He used he, to, back, back in the latter years when he used to pull out a Confucius line every he, week. He'd pull out the... Uh, Sheedy, the, clearly. The ox is slow. Sheedy. But the earth is patient. Sheedy's the best. Sheeds is up there. Did you, did you understand the ox is slow but the earth is patient? He got it wrong. Did he, he go the other way, did he? No, yeah, it's no, he went the ox is slow, but the earth is patient. But what he needed meant to say was the earth is slow, but the ox is patient. That's the saying. No, that's not right. Yes, it is. No, it's the other way because the, the ox is slow. Yeah, but the, uh, but the ox is pa- – well, the earth isn't waiting for the ox. The ox is, oh. is towing the it's, – it's, <laughs> We've got to move on. Because it's, it's – Rocket sinus, you and me, I tell you. We've got to move on. Now, one last one. There's a lot of love and humour here, but Barra, Sean from Mandurah, he's not happy. He's not happy. Where's he Where's he from? Sean from Mandurah, he's not happy. So I'll be a Dockers man? Uh, well, let's see. There's been a lot of Dockers you love on this show today. And you got your I, I've said on? I love David Mundy and he should still be playing. you got playing. your armoury on? Yes, You'll need it. put me helmet on. Barra, your constant remarks and sly comments about the Dockers followed by your sly laugh is a joke considering this podcast should be unbiased. Stop giving us the crap old stories about the Eagles. Well, he's just done that, Sean. I've set him up beautifully. It's really tiring and it will make people turn off from this podcast ASAP, Sean. You're entitled to your opinion. As now, can I say? Yes, you can reply to that. I resemble that comment. There's <laughs> no doubt about it. I resent that comment too because I, I universally use my sly laugh and my sarcasm, not just against the Dockers. Look, I'm sorry, mate, but do you reckon I should pull back on the Eagles stories or not? Because no. I'd like to hear from people on the email if, they, if they've if they had well, enough let, of let, let them let us know. Yeah. If they, but I don't think if so. I, get, I enjoy them. Because <laughs> did, that wasn't very convincing. Oh, you know. <laughs> Listen, mate, I had to put through put up with your kiss story. <laughs> and all my other. <laughs> and the marathons. Nonsense stories. Yeah, I know. There's been a few of them, I can tell and you. The dim I haven't sins. read the poetry out yet. Wait for that. Yeah, That's come, it's going to come. Don't worry. What's What's that word again? Your Irv of power. It's coming, don't worry. I still can't remember that word. I've been dying to use it somewhere. <laughs> anyway, what else can you do with an Irv? Irv, Irv of artwork? Or you can, yes. Irv of artwork. Yeah. Well, I haven't got that either, but 
Yeah. You have been listening to Quarters and Barrel. We have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Thank you to Tab Touch. Thank you to Thirsty Camel. Barra, I can't wait. I'm excited. Oh, Thursday. Massive. We're back here and we're going to give our predictions for the four finals and we're going to get – it'll be – Hours and the away waffle from finals. the Melbourne and Collingwood big game. Yeah. CG. Thank you for listening. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been the game with quarters and barra.